Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It's your girl, Denise Salcedo, and today it is Tuesday, December 12th, and I am here to chat about WWE NXT. Oh, man, guys, this was the fallout to NXT deadline, and I got to tell you, I thought today was a pretty good show, but um, more specifically, I loved the ending to NXT here tonight because we are getting closer and closer to having the big grand moment be unveiled where it looks like for the most part, most of us have been theorizing that Carmelo Hayes is the one who attacked Trick Williams, right? And the show literally closed off with the entire crowd chanting, Melo is guilty. Of course, there was a people chanting, a couple of people chanting, no, he's not. But for the most part, I think we're all thinking that Carmelo Hayes is definitely guilty. We're going to go ahead and get into all of that and more here today. Before we get started, you guys should know I am feeling a little under the weather today. So if at any point I look like I'm going to die on this stream, no fear, I will survive and I will pull through. Um, so I will make it. Um, all right, guys, let's get to it. I'm going to kick things off with a couple of super chats that we got here today. Uh, get the party started. First and foremost, I want to give a shout Shout out to Sheldon Jackson for gifting some DWO memberships. Thank you so much to Sheldon. We got Ebony Prince who sends in a super sticker. Thank you so much to Ebony Prince for sending that in. We got Darf Steven says, I believe by WrestleMania weekend, Cora Jade will be the NXT Women's Champion, and I hope we have round two of Roxanne and Cora Jade. I don't know, guys. I feel like it's too soon to circle back to Roxanne and Cora Jade. Uh, maybe a couple of you guys might not think so, but I kind of feel like it's a little too soon. I feel like the... I feel like I want to see other avenues explored for both Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez and other stories that they can be telling instead of going back to this Roxanne Cora Jade story because we got that for a good amount of time and I feel like it's time to, you know, move on. We don't have to circle back to that so soon. I still feel it would be too soon to circle back to it. And then I feel like it doesn't really need to happen right now. At least that's kind of how I'm feeling. If at any point that starts to look like it's going to happen again, then sure, maybe why not? But I still kind of feel like it's a little too soon to circle back to Roxanne and Cora Jade. But thank you so much to Steven for sending this in. We got Sheldon Jackson who says, to paraphrase what Jim Cornette said to Jeff Jarrett and TNA, you want to know when Melo's lying? If his lips are moving, he's lying. <laughs> That's a good one, Sheldon. Uh, thank you so much for sending this in. And we've been saying this here, like literally every single week that Carmelo Hayes is guilty. There ain't no way this, this story would suck if all of a sudden it's like some random person is the person who attacked Trick Williams, right? And so that would kind of be lame. And so they can't do that. So I think we're going down a good path right now with uh, the way that they're conducting this story. And we'll get into it a little bit more in just a second. Um, but all right, like, guys, let's get to it. Um, let's, you know what, let's kick it off with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. So here's what's going down with this story as of today, as of right now. So NXT kicked off today with Carmelo Hayes being attacked by somebody. It was not seen, but he was attacked by somebody when NXT started. And the first thing that I thought about was, oh my God, if he's attacked, 
Is he going to be able to make it to this match that he has on SmackDown? Because in case you guys missed it on social media, it was announced that Carmelo Hayes is going to be the NXT superstar that is in that SmackDown United States Championship tournament, which I did not expect it for it to be Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I knew a lot of people were mentioning him, but I didn't think that it would be Carmelo Hayes. So anyways... I was thinking like, okay, is this going to be like their way of all of a sudden it's not Carmelo Hayes in this tournament? Like what, what's happening here? And shortly thereafter, he is cleared by the medical team. So he's cleared. He's good to go. He's not going to be taken out and he's fine, right? Here's the thing. I was thinking from the very beginning, from the very beginning, I was starting to feel like maybe there wasn't ever an attack on Carmelo Hayes. And then I thought, all right, well, let's see how it plays out. Like, let's see what they end up doing, right? So we fast forward to the closing of the show. And the closing of the show is the focus is on Trick Williams and Ilya Dragunov. Now, Trick Williams just won the Iron Survivor Challenge and what was a phenomenal finish to the Iron Survivor. If you guys didn't catch my NXT Deadline post show, you guys can catch it. It's here on the channel. And so he wins a deadline. He has this big moment. He comes out there. He's hyping himself up. You know, he's doing his thing. Uh, Trick Williams, guys, he is really winning over the crowd, okay? We'll talk more about him and his hype and everything in just a second, but then we get Ilya Dragunov. He comes out there. And the promo by Ilya, it's a little rough. Don't get me wrong. It's just a tad bit rough. But he redeems himself because at one point we see him do a handshake with, with Trick Williams. And it's pretty funny because seeing a guy like Ilya Dragunov do a handshake like that, it's sort of out of his character. So it kind of looked very funny when he did it. But, you know, they're going back and forth about who's going to be champion coming out of New Year's Evil and all of that because the match has officially been made for New Year's Evil. And there was a really good line by Trick Williams where he tells where he tells Ilya Dragunov that a couple months ago, he would have doubted himself that he could have defeated Ilya Dragunov. But now that's not the case anymore. And I got to say, I think that Trick Williams right now is really selling us on his confidence. Like I am buying the confidence that he is portraying right now. So shout out to Trick on that one. But then we get Carmelo Hayes. He comes out and both Elia and Trick Williams are kind of looking confused because this whole situation is between them. It shouldn't be including Carmelo Hayes at this moment. So then Hayes goes out there and he basically says that he's connected all the dots, he's figured it out, and the person who has attacked Trick Williams was also the person that attacked him. And he starts to point fingers at it being Ilya Dragunov. So Carmelo Hayes has the audacity, the audacity to blame Ilya Dragunov for the attack. At this point, guys, if any of you guys were doubting that Carmelo Hayes was the one behind the attack, that is it. He basically told us right here, right now, he admitted that he is pointing fingers, trying to put the blame on anybody else because it was him, guys. We all know, we all know what kind of person Ilya Dragunov is. Ilya Dragunov's 
character card. He's not the kind of person to go and just attack somebody from behind and then hide from it afterwards. Hell, this man going into his feud with Baron Corbin for the NXT Championship, he himself was attacked by Baron Corbin from behind. So why would he then go and attack somebody else? Uh, so we all know that Ilya Dragunov is not the one who did this attack. But Carmelo Hayes is now getting to a point where he's feeling a little bit desperate. He's starting to point fingers in other directions just to try to get the try to get the spotlight off of him so then this gets even better because Ilya's like dude come on now he's out here trying to like prove his innocence right and he's telling trick like you need to talk to your friend man you need to talk to your friend and then Carmelo Hayes kind of has a little bit of an outburst and he tries to take the title away from Ilya Dragunov. And so they're kind of stuck in this tug of war. And when he yanks it, he ends up hitting Trick Williams in the face with the NXT championship. So now it looks even worse. And by the end of this, the crowd is chanting Carmelo is uh, Carmelo is guilty. No, he's not. Carmelo is guilty. No, he's not. Um, Melo is most certainly guilty, guys. Uh, I've said this a million times, but I watch the murder documentaries. I see this all the time, all the time. We watch the TV shows. We see what's going on. This is Carmelo Hayes doing everything he possibly can to get people to think that it's not him. So here's the question that I have for everybody. And this is where I'm a little bit sort of torn. So at New Year's Evil, we're going to be seeing Trick Williams versus Ilya Dragunov for the NXT Championship. Should Trick Williams defeat Ilya Dragunov at New Year's Evil? We're a couple weeks away. Do you think it should happen? Go ahead and send in your thoughts on this one because, look, there's two things that can happen. One, Trick Williams wins the gold, all right? He wins the gold. He has this big moment. He wins it, right? Or Carmelo Hayes ends up attacking and costing this match for Trick Williams and therefore uh, thus revealing himself that he is the one who attacked him and he was tired and sick of his shit or whatever it is that he decides to say when the moment comes. What do you think is most likely to play out? Scenario one, Trick Williams goes out there, he has his happy ending, and he wins the NXT Championship. Or two, he gets screwed by Carmelo Hayes in this. Because here's the thing. Right now, Trick Williams has a lot of momentum. The crowd is behind him. People want to chant, whoop that trick. He's getting some great reactions. And by any accounts, he should be NXT champion because he's way more over uh, character-wise than Ilya Dragunov right now. Like, point blank, Trick Williams more popular. And you see it on the TV, right? So by any means, he should be NXT champion. But it, it may seem like that's not the story right now. Like, the story right now is maybe not Trick Williams becoming NXT championship, but settling his differences once and for all with Carmelo Hayes. So let's see what the people are saying. Um, we are getting a lot of people um, coming in here and basically saying they are expecting scenario number 
too. A lot of people are expecting Carmelo Hayes to be the one to ruin Trick Williams' chances at winning the NXT championship. Will Chisholm sends in a super chat saying, I fake sick from school better than Carmelo did. Melo is really playing the role of Triple H when he was jealous of HBK. Dude, um, I used to write some really good, to whom it may concern, my daughter, Denise Salcedo, is not feeling well today and will not be able to attend school. The amount of times that I wrote that letter, oh boy. Sorry, mom. She knows that. I admitted that to her years later. I even perfect. I even perfectly did my mom's like, whatever. I tried to do her signature, but the school didn't know the difference. They bought whatever I gave them. But in high school, I used to have my mom do that for me all the time. Or my mom in quotations. Uh, Will Chisholm, thank you so much for the super chat. Um, it is very clear that it's Carmelo. And I think a lot of people here, Larice Johnson is also expecting Carmelo to screw uh, Trick Williams here. Stephen Martrulli says, strike while the iron is hot. Trick is new champ. Here's the thing. Like I said, at any other point, any other time, I would have agreed with the exact same thing, which strike while the iron's hot and make Trick Williams champion. But I think right now he first has to finish this thing with Carmelo Hayes. I think if Trick Williams goes into this program with Carmelo Hayes and they really do this feud between them, and after he, you know, they can do several matches, they can get very heated between them, they can do stipulations, they can do a lot of different stuff. They can tell a very lengthy program. I think by the time we finally get to like WrestleMania season, I think that could be like the moment where like Trick Williams finally goes for the NXT championship, like at stand and deliver or something. I think if we, from now until um, once we get closer to WrestleMania, like we can be telling the story between Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. But by the time that we get closer to WrestleMania, I think it should be time for Trick Williams to be going for the NXT championship. Or who knows? I know that sounds like a lot of time, but I really, truly feel like they could spend uh, a good amount of time with this Carmelo Hayes Trick storyline because of the friendship that they had, because of everything that they did. Or who knows, man, we might not even be having enough time. Who knows? There could be a possibility where these one of these two guys uh, end up getting called up, right? Like, you never know. So they might as well, like, run with it and see how much they can do, how much they can get out of this and, you know, tell this story as best as they possibly can. But in an ideal world, I would like to see the story play out for a bit, for a couple of months. And by the time we get closer to WrestleMania, I would like to see Trick Williams going for the uh, – going once again for the NXT championship, uh, you know, down the road, depending on whether or not Elias champion by then, I have no idea. We'll see what happens with that picture uh, as well. We got John Deller here who sends in a super chat saying trick wins. Then Carmelo turns on him and it goes all the way to vengeance day, which is just down the road from me. So John, you do have another scenario that we could talk about. We could talk about if trick Williams does win and he does defeat Carm uh, Elia Dragunov, there could be a situation where Carmelo Hayes pretends to be cool with it, but like, because we know Carmelo Hayes gets jealous, right? Like we've seen that, like that's the character. He gets jealous. He needs to be the 
the one that's thriving. Trick Williams needs to be the one that is the sidekick, right? Any other scenario doesn't work for Carmelo Hayes. So if we did have a scenario where Trick Williams is the champion, if he does defeat Ilya Dragunov at New Year's Evil, and he's out there with the gold, he's getting the spotlight, he's doing the interviews, he's the one on the cover, and getting all of these, you know, championships, stuff that champions get and Carmelo Hayes is looking at that and being like nope that should be me and then he finally you know does whatever he needs to do right so they could do that although I do think that would take a little bit longer so I probably would like the scenario better if he were to cost Trick Williams this match against Ilya Dragunov at New Year's Evil I feel like that would be like the faster way to get into this um you know physical feud between both guys Richard Martinez sends in a super chat saying, when it comes to being guilty and gaslighting, <laughs> Melo is him. <laughs> I don't care if Trick wins, but I'm so proud of the 180 he's done this year from hype man to the man. Yeah, and that's the thing, guys. Like, Trick Williams, I think, I remember when, like, Trick first came into NXT and, like, the first time we were starting to see this. I actually was looking up at some of my old tweets from this, and I was remembering, like, how... Trick came in and like from the very beginning, he was sort of shining on the microphone and I thought he was doing, he got that down like so freaking fast. It took a while for us to really see him in ring wise because for so much of that time, he was just, um you know, the right hand man to Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes was the one that was like, all of our eyes were on Carmelo because he was the one thriving in the ring. He was the one with the presence. He was the one that Shawn Michaels was talking about when Shawn Michaels would be asked, who is somebody that you're really, you know, invested in or who's really doing a great job on that NXT roster? He would name Carmelo Hayes. So literally all eyes were on Carmelo. But during this time, Trick Williams was learning by observing and obviously, you know, doing uh you know working at the performance center to enhance himself as a pro wrestler but watching Carmelo Hayes do his thing get ready for promos get ready for these big matches through that Trick Williams learned from Carmelo Hayes so it, it is a pretty cool story and it, it, it's pretty cool to see how he went from just a guy that was like pretty good on the mic but was for the most part just a sidekick to all of a sudden, the crowd's cheering for him. Uh, people want him as NXT champion. Shit, I love Ilya Dragunov. Even I want Trick Williams as champion, uh, as much as I love Ilya Dragunov. And you guys know, I waited forever to see Ilya Dragunov become champion. <laughs> Man, that felt like it took forever to finally happen. And then it happens, and now I'm sitting here going, I'd be pretty cool with Trick Williams winning and defeating Ilya Dragunov. Like, who would have thought, man? Uh, it's wild. So, yeah, uh, Richard, you're on to something uh, with this growth that we're seeing. Brandon Brown, who's a DWL member, says, Endgame for Carmelo versus Trick. Uh, Mela Luce is then gets called up. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think for a while now, people have been expecting Carmelo Hayes to get called up. I mean, he's the one getting the SmackDown opportunity, so there's something. Will Chisholm sends in a super chat saying, Outside the storyline, Carmelo shouldn't be jealous of Trick. I mean, he is going to be on SmackDown Friday. <laughs> That's true, right? He definitely shouldn't. Like, bro, you have a chance to become the number one contender for the United States Championship. Uh, you're on to something, Will. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat, man. I appreciate that. All right, guys, let's keep it going. I want to get into 
Cora Jade, Lyra Valkyra, Blair Davenport, Nikita Lyons, and everything that went down with the women uh, during NXT here tonight. So there's kind of a lot going down here. So Cora Jade returned at NXT deadline. It's clear she's coming for the NXT Women's Championship. It's crazy to think that she hasn't been NXT Women's Champion yet. And then you have Blair Davenport, who won the Iron Survivor Challenge for the women. Then you have Nikita Lyons, who is returning from injury. And then you have Lyra Valkyra, who defeated Becky Lynch to become NXT Women's Champion. So there's kind of a lot going down uh, here with the women. So we start things off with Cora Jade. She comes out there and she cuts this promo about how this has been the hardest four months. But not for her. The hardest four months for her fans because they're the ones begging her to come back. They're the ones kissing her eight by tens. They're the ones tweeting at her when she's going to be back, when she's going to be back. And she's talking about how people didn't even like her and now they like her all of a sudden. So she's doing her thing. And Lyra Valkyra, our champion, comes out and she is pissed because Cora Jade jumped her from behind at NXT deadline. So she rightfully should be pissed. So they kind of have a moment, but that is quickly interrupted by Blair Davenport because she also has, uh, you know, some stakes in this. She's the Iron Survivor winner. So she, I feel bad because I think we, Blair Davenport was definitely the right person to win this. She was my pick to win. She was the right person to win. But it feels like, I don't think anyone actually believes that Blair Davenport is going to actually defeat Lyra Valkyra. I think that right now with Cora Jade making her return, I feel that if anyone is going to defeat Lyra, chances are it's going to be Cora Jade. So I do kind of feel for a little bad for Blair Davenport on that point because I do think Cora Jade has kind of came in and like really stolen that limelight from her. And I mean, you know, that's how the game is, right? That's just how it is. But I do kind of do feel bad for Blair on that that side of things. But anyways, Nikita Lyons comes out and she's pissed off at Blair because Blair is the one who in storyline took her out. And she's the reason that she was out for about, you know, a year or however long that Nikita Lyons was out for. As a matter of fact, like the last time we saw Nikita Lyons on, uh, she had like, she was probably like a battle Royal or something at the top of this year. And then the last singles match that she's had was end of last year. So Nikita Lyons was definitely, you know, gone for quite a bit of time. And so, Nikita Lyons, Blair Davenport seems like the direction that we're going in with the with them, particularly because Nikita Lyons has reasons to go after Blair. And so even though Blair is having her title shot against Lyra, I don't really see her actually defeating Lyra, nor should she really, because I do think Lyra should be a pretty lengthy champion. I've said this before, but if anybody's going to beat her is going to be Cora Jade. And so we ended up having this tag team match that was made. And for the most part, again, Cora Jade ends up stealing the thunder from Blair Davenport, because even though they team up together towards the end, we see Blair hit Lyra with a knee takes her out, man. But Nikita Lyons 
takes out Blair Davenport. And while she's handling her on the outside, Nikita Lyons, I mean, excuse me, Cora Jade comes in and ends up winning for her team. She steals the victory, right? Because Blair could have easily gotten that pin had Nikita Lyons not taken her out. But she's the one who comes in and she pins Lyra Valkyra in this tag team match. So that's kind of huge, guys. The fact that she got a pin over the champion, even though she wasn't the one to execute the maneuver that laid her out that way, it was Blair. I think that within itself is a lot of different layers of this story and how all of these women uh, sort of have a reason to come after Lyra for the NXT championship. So I really like what they're doing here because there's so many different facets of this that's pretty interesting because, like I said, you have the the Blair Nikita Lyons portion of this, you have the Cora Jade Lyra portion of this, and then you also have the Cora, the, uh, excuse me, the Cora Jade, no, the Lyra Valkyra, I mean, everybody's coming after Lyra, <laughs> the Lyra Valkyra Blair portion of this, Cora and Lyra, Blair and Lyra. So there's a lot happening here, and that's what I like, though. It feels really good that there's so many different uh, layers of storytelling for the women in this particular scenario. So uh, they kind of got it down very well. Uh, I personally don't want to see Lyra lose her title right away. I've spoken about this multiple times. I still think she should hold the belt for a good amount of time because, girl, she defeated Becky Lynch, man. She defeated Becky Lynch. She can't just like, she just can't lose to just anybody. So I do hope that if Cora Jade is the one to eventually dethrone her, I do hope it's like this series of matches or or a good amount of time to go by and until we officially see um, some sort of title change there between them. But either way, love this. There was a lot of really good stuff to get excited about here. Uh, a lot of the women to get excited about. We got Will Chisholm who sends in a super chat saying, do WWE need to have another show? NXT Women's Division alone is way deep, and we got the main roster, only seven hours of WWE TV. Um, no, I'm going to say that's plenty enough, man. That is plenty enough. I am good with what we've got. Uh, we got a three-hour Monday Night Raw, bro. Uh, <laughs> and not all three hours are always the very best, right? Sometimes, uh, lately they have been. Lately, Raw's been pretty good. So uh, I'm not speaking for like recent episodes, but I feel like we got enough enough happening with three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, and then two hours of NXT because all the shows, like they have a really different flow to each other too. NXT, I think, goes by a little bit faster, especially because they really try to implement everybody like each and every single week. Like I feel NXT gets more people consistently on than like any other show. At least that's how it feels like at the top of my head. And then SmackDown, their roster is a little bit slimmer. So I think it is easier to see the same people each and every single week, minus Roman Reigns. Uh, he comes when he wants to. And then on the Raw side, same thing. Like We do get to see everybody that we mainly uh, see on that show. But every now and then, it, it does feel like we need more, though, on that show, especially because it is the three hours. And there's times where I'm like, oh, we can go without seeing certain people on that show. At least that's how I feel about it. But I do think that Raw and SmackDown in particular need a lot more faces just to kind of spice things up uh, for, for, for everybody, for all the divisions, for everything that they have going on. 
Mike Parker sends in a super chat saying, I feel like Cora will get the title. She's got the look and personality. Plus, heels women's champs Mandy and Tiffany Stratton have been more interesting. Um, So I think with Lyra, I know it's always going to be harder when you are a babyface champion because it's always harder to keep people interested when you are a babyface. But I think Lyra so far has been doing a good job. Like, they're... They've they haven't. How do I say this? Like the program that she had with Zia Lee, I thought was pretty good, considering that I didn't even care about Zia Lee being part of this. And then all of a sudden she was and I cared. It was interesting. I had a good time with it. And now it's just a matter of, okay, Now we have Blair coming for her. I feel like they've been doing good with uh, Lyra as champion. So I'm okay. I don't think she's been like boring or anything like that i think she's been good i know it's always going to be more interesting with heel champions because that's just like i don't know i think heels i think sometimes we tend to also lean more towards like wanting to cheer for the heels or the heels because they're always doing bad stuff keep things a little bit more intriguing so i do think that's probably why but i don't think lyra's been doing bad whatsoever i think she's been doing good and it's gonna get better uh especially now that they have all of these people coming after her uh, thank you so much to Mike Parker, PWMM, for sending in this super chat. All right, guys, I need to catch my breath here. Like I said, I'm feeling under the weather, so I can't I can't talk the way that I normally do. I'm gassed, guys. I'm literally sweating bullets right now, and I should not have worn a turtleneck. But you know when you start to get sick and you have, like, hotness and coldness and just everything all at once? It's literally how I feel right now. <laughs> That's literally me. You guys are watching the down. The you, you guys saw the rise of Denise Salcedo. Now you're watching the fall of Denise Salcedo. But let's get to it. <clears throat> Dragon Lee. So Dragon Lee is your brand new NXT North American champion. Congratulations to Dragon Lee. He does a backstage interview and. <laughs> He basically says that, you know, he's obviously very respectful of Wesley. He has a lot of respect for him and all of that. There's, he says he's going to do an open challenge, which he does. He has a match against Tyler Bate. And let me tell you, this was a very fun match. This was the best match uh, that we had all night. This was a very good start to uh, this new reign for Dragon Lee as NXT North American champion. Like it really was a good start. Both of these guys just worked very well together. Dragon Lee wins his match. Thumbs up. But there's a really hilarious backstage moment where you have um, Drew Drew Gulak, Damon Kemp, and all those other guys uh, approaching Dragon Lee. And they ask him, like, hey, dude, are you going to keep doing these, like, are you going to keep doing these open challenges? And Dragon Lee responds to them in Spanish. And they're like, we don't understand. And he's like, well, you guys should learn Spanish. That was my favorite thing. Yes, that was my favorite thing. Learn Spanish. <laughs> it was hilarious. And so uh, he is going to be doing this next, uh, from the looks of it, he is going to be doing this on a weekly uh, basis. And I think this is a good way, man. It's clear that Dragon Lee, like he wasn't supposed to be champion. So they don't probably got anything just yet for him in the book. So, okay, go out there and have a bomb ass match cool that's what they did uh so i'm liking so far what they're doing with dragon lee at least as of today uh this was good stuff and it's it's funny (laughs) it's funny too because he does his interviews in spanish and 
when they had Mackenzie there and now that they have, uh, oh gosh, uh, I think, is she going by Kelly? I think she's going by Kelly on the show. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting if she had the name change or not. Uh, Kelly Kincaid, I'm not sure if she had another name change or if that was the name change. Sorry, too many name changes. So she is, uh, it's funny because Dragon, <laughs> Dragon Lee's talking in Spanish and you can always tell that the interviewers have no idea what he's saying, but they still ask the question and it's really funny how they've made it work so that they know exactly when to ask the next question in English. So it works out. It's actually pretty uh, fun to actually watch. And thank you everybody. Uh, yes, Kelly Kincaid. All right, cool. I wanted to make sure I was right on that. So anyways, Good stuff for Dragon Lee. All right, moving on. The men's breakout tournament has finally commenced, and there have been some unexpected changes here, and I don't know how I feel about it, all right? I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know how I feel about it. So all of the guys come out. They do the little bit where they introduce all of the guys, give a little fun fact about them, give their intangibles, all of that. And during this, Trey Bearhill gets attacked by Lexus King. Just out of nowhere, Lexus King comes out, bam, knocks him out with a chair. Dude is out. So Lexus King is replacing Trey Bearhill in the NXT breakout tournament. What? To be honest, guys, I don't want Lexus King in the tournament. Am I alone in this? Guys, am I alone in this? Like, I'm not, I love Lexus King, but I don't want him in this tournament because now I feel like it's a dead giveaway of who's winning this tournament. Ain't no way Lexus King is going to lose this tournament. I wanted to be like pleasantly surprised. I wanted to like, because all of these guys are new to me. All of them, all of the guys that were announced in this tournament, all of them are new to me. I wanted to like genuinely watch this tournament and like discover someone and figure out whether or not I like them. I wanted to have like a genuine reaction to like each performer. And now that is kind of taken away. Like to me, the point of the men's breakout tournament for the fans is to discover these new wrestlers, right? to become fans of someone that you weren't a fan of before because you didn't know them. And so now I feel like that is kind of taken away from me where like I want to see someone that I don't know and fell in love with in this tournament win the actual tournament. So I get why Lexus King is doing it because that's what he does. Like he he got he got himself included in this Carmelo Hayes Trick Williams thing just to get a match with Carmelo Hayes at the PLE. Right. So now he's coming in and getting involved in the men's breakout tournament just so that he could end up getting a contract and doing what he wants with it. Right. But I feel like I don't know. I feel like I wasn't too crazy about Lexus King replacing somebody in this tournament because now that just means he's winning. Am I wrong? Like he's definitely winning. <laughs> uh, Christopher Smith says Lexus King winning breakout. Cry about it. He's winning. That's it, guys. That's it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Tony says, what would King do? Rule asses in the breakout tournament. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here. And yeah, see, a lot of people are pretty much all writing the exact same thing. We know that he is going to win uh, the NXT breakout tournament. Uh, Tay says, it's his way of life, Denise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But now, anyways, so I guess we can all see that Lexus King is most likely winning this tournament. Who he goes into the semifinals with, I mean, excuse me, to the finals with, we will have to wait and see. But anyways, let's talk about some of these other dudes because we did get to see some other matches. Uh, we got two first round matches today. Uh, one of them was with Obafemi versus Miles Bourne. So um, Obafemi, I was actually there when he got signed, that was, um, I got, I think it was like 2021. Yes, August of 2021. He actually got signed off of those SummerSlam tryouts that they did in Las Vegas. And uh, dude, so from 2021 to now, he's, I'm assuming, been trying to, you know, get going, whatever he needs to get going to, like, be in the actual ring doing, uh, Killing it, right? Because he went out there, and I will say this. I thought Obafemi, there was a lot that I really liked about him. He's got good intensity. He's got good movement, especially for a guy his size. The best part about him is that he's not a stiff. Not a stiff. For a guy his size, he could have easily been moving around like some sort of stiff. Did not whatsoever. I thought Obafemi was instantly one of the people where I'm like, oh my God, I want to see this guy go all the way to the end. I want to see this guy win. I thought he was freaking entertaining here. Uh, he ends up defeating Miles Bourne with a power bomb. This was good. I like this. Um, So Obafemi, I'm a fan. Miles Bourne was also perfectly fine, but Obafemi was the real standout, uh, of course, in this match, and he's the one that moves on in the tournament. And then we had Keanu Carver versus Riley Osborne. So Riley Osborne is the guy that Thea Hale has a crush on. And she was even out there in the stands cheering for him and being like, Ooh, you know, all googly eyed and all of this. <laughs> so then in this match, I will say this. So I thought the key, sorry, I'm trying to think about which direction I want to go in here first. So Riley Osborne. I thought he did. He had some good moments in this. So he had a really nice standing moonsault that he hit. He had some really good, like, uh, standout moments. He also hit a shooting star press. Thought that one was really nice as well. So he went out there and he showed some good skills. I like that. So I'm excited about Riley. Riley, so he's part of Chase U. They're giving the vibe that Riley is like this heartthrob, like the college heartthrob. That's kind of the storyline that they're going with him. But honestly, I see Riley just based off of what we saw tonight. I can see him just once he discovers who he is, once he's not doing the chase you gimmick, once he actually develops like a full character, I can see Riley Osborne really being something on NXT. Uh, he's got, I don't know, he's got something that made me like, I want to see more. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of good potential with Riley. So that got me very excited. Uh, Keanu Carver. Keanu Carver really woke up the crowd when he hit that pounce, man. When he hit that pounce, I thought everything else was fine. But it was the pounce. The pounce that he hit had everybody standing up at the performance center. Like everybody was like, oh, shit, like who's this guy? Damn, he just did that. And especially because Riley's a lot on the smaller side in comparison to Keanu Carver. It was a totally size, a huge size difference. So Keanu Carver, thumbs up, like the pounce. 
interested to see and what he's going to do more. But um, Riley does advance uh, after he hit that shooting star press. He wins the match and advances in this tournament. So now where we're at with all of this is we have Riley advancing and he's going to face most likely Lexus King. And then that's it. He'll be out. And then on the other side, uh, I don't know who they're going to have either Tavion Heights or Luca Cruciffino. It might be Luca Cruciffino and Obafemi possibly. And then I'm predicting it's going to be Obafemi and Lexus King in the finals of the men's breakout tournament, just based on what we're seeing right now with Lexus King winning that whole thing. So that's where we're at with all of this. Uh, Christopher Smith says, oh, my God, that prounce was brutal. It really was, man. Uh, Tony says, Keanu Carver, definite future of NXT. Christopher Smith also says, Riley is British and he can wrestle. There was some good stuff, guys. Honestly, like all four guys that we saw today in the first round matches all gave me something to like turn and look and be like, okay, I see you. I see you. And I was just talking about this. Like I feel and I've said this on previous shows, but I feel like the women are really the stars of NXT. I really, truly believe that in my bones. I really feel that. And I feel like they need to make more of the guys like feel like bigger stars. And so these are going to be some of the guys that down the line by the end of next year are possibly going to be in these big matchups. So we'll see where we're at. I I'm excited about seeing the new crop of dudes coming in. So anyways, that's where we're at with the men's breakout tournament and it's looking pretty good chase you we were just talking about chase you because riley and thea hale oh my god i forgot to mention so after this match after this match oh my god i got so much freaking anxiety over this because thea hale and uh freaking riley osborne they have this like interaction backstage right so like jc jane shoves thea and makes thea go and approach Riley and Riley just came out of his match. He's all sweaty and Thea and him are having this like really awkward conversation because they're no, you know, it's awkward, right? She has a crush on him. I don't know how Riley feels about her, but we know Thea has a crush on him. And so it just comes across as very awkward because he tells her like, oh, I got to go take a shower. And she's like, yeah, but you smell good. So it was really weird. But this gave me so much freaking anxiety because Nothing, and I mean nothing, is absolutely worse than having to go up to your own damn crush to start a conversation. It is the worst thing on planet freaking Earth, guys. The worst thing on planet freaking Earth is when you're in middle school, high school. <laughs> I hope this is not happening to you in college, but like middle school, high school, when your friends would literally push you to your crush and you were looking all stupid and you were like, hi, uh, it was the worst thing of my life. And so watching Thea Hale get shoved uh, into Riley, it gave me PTSD because that used to happen to me in school. Uh, girls do that. I don't know why girls do that, but we do that. If we know someone has a crush on somebody, we will shove you to that person. And it is horrible because it's just like green light, go, you need to talk to your crush and you need to figure things out. And it's literally horrible. <laughs> it's freaking horrible. Zeno Hour says JC in the background was hilarious. It was, it definitely was. Uh, I love her because she's like, obviously the more mature one. And so, you know, JC Jane, if she was trying to handle a crush, she wouldn't be, she would be more smooth than Thea Hale. 
But it was really cute. I love the storyline that they're doing. And then freaking Kiana James coming in and being like, oh, I think he's cute. Oh, my gosh. If I was Thea Hale, I would have cut her right then and there. Don't you look at my crush. Don't you think about my crush. Don't you say nothing about my crush. And then Izzy Dame. Izzy Dame with a line that if I was Thea Hale, again, I would have cut her on the spot because she told Thea Hale that she's delusional for going after Riley because Thea is just a little girl and Riley is a man. Oh, hells no. Oh, hells no, guys. So this is what I want. I want to see more of this. Like, I want to see more of these, like, awkward, cute little romantic things. But I want to see the mean girls come in between them, or at least try to come in between Riley and Thea. Uh, I want to see that because I think that would make very fun storytelling. And, ooh, oh, man, it really works for this stuff, man. This romance crap. They really are right. It works on women. I'm out here proving them right. MD says Denise is out here cutting people. <laughs> John Deller says Denise is a cutter. Hey, hey, hey now. All right. If anybody comes at, if she's not crazy for you, she don't love you. That's the rules, guys. If she's not crazy in love with you, she don't want you. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. Women only get crazy if they really, really like the guy that they're fighting for. So yeah, if I was Thea Hale, they would have been cut already. They would have been done. I would have handled, handled this shit. Alvin White Jr. says Denise having high school flashbacks. God, the worst, guys. The worst. Uh, I had the worst luck with guys in high school. And it was horrible. And I hated it. And I got PTSD from it. Thankfully, I'm done with that. Moved on. Done with that. <laughs> uh, MD says Denise wants a CW type storyline. Bro, isn't NXT trying to get younger audiences? Bro, the younger audiences loved the CW storylines. Remember Riverdale? God, Riverdale was so freaking popular all over Hot Topic and shit, all of their products and things. Hey, you never know. Maybe that could be one day. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going too far. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, man. <laughs> Dominic Ronza says, also, 99% of the people I have a crush on, I know I have zero shot. That's the worst, guys. I'll tell you this. This is what always happens. The people you have a crush on never have a crush on you back. The people you don't have a crush on have a crush on you. It's the worst. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. You know what I do love, though? First dates, they give me anxiety, but I do love my sleep and I love sleeping in clean sheets. Ladies and gentlemen, get yourself Miracle Made Sheets. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. Through their silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made is designed to keep you at the perfect temperature so you get better sleep every night. Miracle Sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family 
Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. Go to trymiracle.com slash Denise to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. Save over 40% off. And if you use the promo code Denise at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Denise to treat yourself a friend or loved one this holiday season. The link is in the description box below. And once you get your crush, you're gonna want to have those new sheets. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm done with it. I'm done, guys. I'm done. I've been taking a lot of Theraflu. It's got into my head, everybody. I'm dehydrated. Uh, everything's happening to me at the moment. Um, also, I did. I thank you to everybody here in the chat, by the way, who reminded me uh, to mention the part about Paxley. So uh, Tatum has been doing like this creepy stalkerish thing. And after the main event, uh, excuse me, after the main event with the women, she like, creeped up on Lyra Valkyria. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Like, what is this? Are we getting? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I didn't know what we were doing here. She comes up and she's, uh, you know, rubbing herself all up on Lyra. I'm not making this up, guys. She really did do this. She comes up to her and she's like hugging her and snip. I mean, she's like a kitty cat. Literally, I've seen that cat. I've seen my sister's cat do that to my sister, where she's just like coming into her and just like all kitty like whatever. That's what Paxley was doing to Lyra. And the whole time I was thinking like, Lyra, get up. Why are you letting yourself, girl? Stand up. Stand up, girl. Uh, we'll see. Will Chisholm says, so Tatum Paxley is stalking our women's champion. She definitely is, guys. She definitely is. So, all right, we need to get into the rest of NXT. <laughs> I knew the comments were going to be like this. MD says Lyra secretly liked it. Oh, no. Oh, no, guys. <laughs> oh, no. Let me just say this. I remember the good old days. I remember the good old days. Y'all remember the good old days? I remember the good old days. Ender Buckley says Trish and Mickey, but spooky. Oh, man, I was really into that. That was great. That was great. All right. Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak. So listen, I was really not that interested in literally everything that happened before deadline with Eddie Thorpe and Dijak. Like, God, I don't even remember if I even talk about it on the show. I was like so disinterested. I didn't even care. Whatever. They have seriously since deadline, since deadline and tonight have all of a sudden turned this thing around. All of a sudden, I'm interested in Eddie Thorpe and Dijak. Because Eddie Thorpe costed Dijak uh, the match over at Iron Survivor. And so in this Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak match, it starts off before the bell even rings. Of course, Dijak is pissed. So why the hell not? We kind of get this match, but it's very brief because the top rope ends up coming undone. And they do this bit where like Dijak starts just like pummeling Eddie Thorpe with the actual uh, turnbuckle and is just like whipping him. And so this turns in, uh, this becomes very hardcore, very, very fast. And I thought they did a really good job of heating up the story, considering that I truly did not care. Like when Eddie Thorpe came out and basically screwed Dijak at the Iron Survivor Challenge, I had like zero reaction to that. 
And now all of a sudden, I care. I care about this. So they did a good job of at least getting some sort of intrigue going there. So that was good. Um, all right. Uh, we also had Metaphor take on Josh Briggs, Brooke Jensen, and Felon Henley. Uh, really, the only things to really talk about in regards to this was that Tiffany and Felon Henley are still continuing the beef that they've got going. Again, going back to the Iron Survivor Challenge, we were seeing both of these girls pretty much fight throughout the entire match. A lot of the focus was on each other. That's what we were seeing. So I do like that we're going into this direction with Tiffany and Fallon because both of these are girls that I think need like a bigger story. And so there it is. There's their story. Uh, I'm excited to see what's going to come out of Tiffany and Fallon. Actually, I should mention next week, we are going to be seeing Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. And um, Briggs wins the match for his team. That's kind of about it there. But we got a couple matches that were announced for next week. We're going to be seeing Thea Hale and JC Jane take on Kiana James and Izzy Dame. We're also going to be seeing Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. And then the Dragon Lee match uh, against one member of the No Corner Catch crew. So who that will be, we'll find out. Uh, but it looks like they're going to be keeping them busy. And then they officially announced the two matches for the New Year's Evil, although we pretty much already knew following NXT deadline. But for the NXT Women's Championship, Lyra Valkyria versus Blair Davenport and Ilya versus Trick Williams, which we talked about a whole lot earlier. We got a super chat here from Mr. Twilly who says, I can't believe you weren't brought in on this feud after Dijak beat Eddie's tree with a belt. To be honest, like I was out of this, guys. Like so far gone from like so far disconnected. I feel like there are some stories that when I just don't care, it really, it, it takes a lot to get me interested. And so it really wasn't until the deadline, honestly, like deadline helped. Deadline helped, even though, I, like I said, I had zero reaction when it actually happened. And today was really the day that I think kind of won me over, where I was like, okay, you know what? And all of a sudden, I give a damn. I give a damn about what we're doing here, and I think this could be good for both guys. Like I said, I like seeing people get stories. I like seeing people have some sort of purpose on the show. And I will say this, like NXT is really good at giving people something to do. Like you could literally name somebody on the roster and chances are they're involved in something. And that's that's a pro. That's a positive for sure. Alrighty, guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a second to... Um, Thank one of our recent reviewers. So as you guys know, if you leave an Apple podcast review at any point, uh, I do read them here on the podcast as a huge thank you for those of you who take your time to actually leave a review. So we got a new one here. Uh, I want to take a second to thank the Ho 11 who says that um, she's uh, or they think that this uh, podcast is very wholesome and very professional. Such cool podcasts all around. I always have such a great time listening to these podcast interviews when I catch the videos on YouTube. Denise has such a fun and professional demeanor on all her shows. One of my favorite pro wrestling persons all around. Uh, thank you so much to the Ho 11 for the five star review and for seriously taking the time to do so. Guys, it really helps me out when you guys leave reviews. If you watch them, even just the video versions here on YouTube, you can still leave a review on Apple Podcasts and you can do so by downloading the Apple Podcasts app and you can leave a review on there. So uh, I do read them here on the shows. So get them in. I also want to thank everybody here on YouTube because YouTube just sent me my year on YouTube 2023 review. And turns out that this year um, I gained 46,000. 
500 new subscribers, which is kind of crazy, and had a total of over 45 million views, guys. 45 million views. I put 651 uploads here on this channel, 2.3 million likes, over 444,000 comments were left, and you guys shared this content over 79 thousand times. So I want to thank each and every single person. Uh, it doesn't matter if you watch the interviews, if you watch the podcast, if you watch the shorts, whatever it is that you watch. Um, I seriously thank you guys so much for showing support on this channel. Uh, because without you guys, I would not be able to do this. So seriously, thank you so freaking much. Uh, Keaton Crawford brings up an interesting topic too. He says, Denise, to see another failed contract cash in on NXT, don't forget about Lola Vice. Yeah, so Lola Vice, she was the one who won the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. And Lola has also been, you know, starting to make her claim coming uh, against Lyra. And it feels like, it feels like, it's almost like the whole situation with Blair. Right. Where I don't think we know, like we know Blair is not going to get the title from Lyra. We also know Lola's not going to get the title. And if she goes a different direction and they do like a tag team thing, I don't know what she's going to do, but I don't know. It's not really looking that great. But Lola, she's over, though. I feel like they need to show her a lot more, though. I feel like ever since she won the breakout tournament. We haven't seen that much from her. So I feel like we can see just a little bit more from Lola Vice on this end. But there you guys go. Um, all righty. That is NXT for today. Uh, I thank you guys so much for tuning in to the post show. And just a heads up, I will be actually have so much content coming out for the month of December, guys. It is kind of crazy. Uh, I was... Um, I was kind of stressed out because I thought I wasn't going to have enough content for this month. So I kind of went like balls out crazy and started doing a bunch of shit. And the next thing you know, I have a bunch of stuff that's coming out. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait, there's kind of quite a bit coming out here on the channel. So um, first of all, tomorrow I will be back on with Righteous Reg for AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming. Uh, Tony Khan announced that there's going to be a five minute overrun on the show. So I wonder what that can be for. Uh, I know we're going to be seeing uh, John Moxley versus Swerve Strickland, so maybe that's what it'll be for. But regardless, uh, we'll be here to talk about it. And then I will be back on Friday to talk about SmackDown. I will be here on Saturday for Collision because I am going to a Christmas party. So I will not be here on Saturday, but I will be bringing out a video on Sunday. Uh, so keep an eye out for that or possibly Saturday. There will be some new content coming up um, this weekend regardless because there's quite a bit. Uh, I have a ton of interviews that are lined up and are coming very, very fast on this channel. So keep an eye out for all of that. Uh, other than that, thank you, everybody. And I will see you guys back here tomorrow with Reg. Have an awesome day, everyone. Bye.